0: Looking back at the week that was, this is the BBHL Recap. Recapping the week that was in the BBHL. The Churchers beat the Kingsmen 6-4. LeMay and Gore, one goal, two assists each in the loss. BR with three goals and one assist in the win. And Quinn, Isaac, and Dan Paton with three points each. Blazers beat the Ducks 4-1. Barnett with the lone Ducks goal. Sproul had two goals, Matt Yannavalli three assists, and Steve Finley, two assists. Punishers edged out PCU five to four. Matt Patulli with three assists, Lou Scullion, Ribeiro, Toddy, Eddie, and Savoy had two points apiece. On a losing side, Nick Mags had two goals, one assist, and Ishak and Drew each had two points. Stay tuned for the upcoming podcast.
1: Presenting
0: the BBHL podcast. For the Brotherhood, by the Brotherhood, here are your hosts, Banger and Hans. Welcome to episode 8 of the BBHL podcast. I'm your co-host Hans, alongside Banger here. We have 2 longtime members of the BBHL here with us. Today, Isaac, can you please introduce the man to your left?
1: So the man to my left, honestly, one of the best teammates I've ever played with. Um, Just a great stand-up guy. Um, Hanfield, you didn't mention that we have two goaltenders on today. Um, it's going to be a surprise. Sorry about that. Sorry to ruin the surprise. Anyways, the guy to my left, Bernie Bellini of Belvedere Maintenance and of the Kingsmen. Great, great player, great goalie, and even better guy. Bernie, welcome. Pleasure to be here,
0: guys. The man to my right, our second guest, the founder of the Blazers, long-time bbhl goaltender mark major thanks for coming out mark
2: thanks for having me i mean it's my obligation uh to make myself available to the media anyways so but i am happy to be here truly is that an agreement that sean sprawl forced you to sign upon draft it's part of the bbhl contract
0: well, that's good 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 guys um uh, mark i know you took a year off last year bernie you've had two back-to-back final seasons now you're both in new atmospheres um Mark talking about the Blazers and Bernie talking about the Kingsmen what can you say about your teams this year how they're formed how it's going
2: so far Mark can you start us off please absolutely I think uh, first of all I'm really excited to be back on the Blazers having started that franchise but uh, we have a great team Uh, going through a little bit of a rough patch right now Um, having said that um, I'd say that I'd say the team is, is, is gelling in the sense that we know what we need to do and so I, I, I'm not worried about it at all. I'm pretty confident in my own play as well. I just need to uh, make sure I'm uh, on track and I don't lose focus. So, What would you say it is that you you guys need to do? Not, uh, not let them shoot on me. That might help uh, us uh, get ahead in the game, yeah. I see, I see. Okay, and Bernie, you want to talk about the Kingsmen?
3: Yeah, uh, the Kingsmen has been a pleasure to be a part of this year. Uh, like all my other teams, a great defense in front of me. Uh, it's been like a blessing to have such great defense i think the league in in general has good players and uh yeah uh the king been uh the beginning of the year i didn't know what to expect where my role was going to be being drafted so high first time ever and uh actually logan spoke to me uh after the first couple of games gave me a little uh, goalie whisper and uh settled me down and uh i think we've done well since that that point what do you think was
0: uh, going on the first few games that you wanted not not you wanted logan to help you with but then it, that he ended up helping you
3: well with. i think as a goalie you kind of put a lot on your shoulders and uh you want to do uh sometimes uh too much and uh you lose focus of what the actual goal is is to keep the ball out of the net and uh and that kind of just with that talk with logan is like just like go back to your roots and and settle in and you you've been you've had a ton of experience you've been goalieing all your life and uh and uh, that's it. I just went back to when I was a kid and, and, uh, and there the school grounds and stopping uh, tennis balls at me and I said, hey, let's have some fun. You know? Yeah,
0: that's cool. Um, Mark, um, back to the Blazers for a second. You play on probably the most high event team in the league. You guys are all about rush scoring, a lot of counterattacks, a lot of goals both ways. Is that an adjustment for you at all, considering teams you might have been on in the past? And what do you feel about how the forwards play in front of you too?
2: Uh, Is it an adjustment? Uh, Probably for the past five years, I'd say it would have been been an adjustment because uh, we had some great uh, defensive type teams. Uh, When I played with Petuli and McSweeney, they played two-way type games. Um, But the original Blazers was all about uh, just leaving me out to dry and I'd (laughs) probably have three or four hundred shots. And the, the, the scores back then were a lot different. Uh, if you ever look in the archives, I think scores were like 30 to like 22 and stuff like that. So as a goalie, you don't really go home thinking, oh, I, I, I stole that game. You're more like, maybe maybe I played okay, you know. So is it an adjustment? No. I just go out there and I I want a lot of shots. Um, And we're we're a strong offensive team. But we also have some of the best D in the league, I think. You know, if I look at the people in front of me, I'm pretty confident with the D that I have. So... Um, I I think we're a good two-way team even though people think we're offensive I, I don't think we have that many goals for actually except for a couple blowout games where we, we potted a few but after that it was all close the games and I think that's how we're going to win close close games Interesting
1: Now Mark, Hanfield mentioned it right off the top that you were actually the original founder of the Blazers Um, How did that transpire? How did the Blazers start? Who was on that team? We, we know that I believe Virginia had mentioned on the episode that he was on Matt Virginie, friend of the show, naturally had mentioned that the Blazers were originally swimmers, and they had a real, they, like, they had a real fish mentality out on the ice. What can you say about those original Blazers teams?
2: Yeah, it was it was a gong show. Um, I, I'd say the original Blazers was all about that um, beer picture of beer that was in the the logo mostly. Um, but it was swimmers. Um, Nick mummy asked me to captain a team said, can you put like 10 guys together? And, uh, all my buddies were lifeguards and I had been a long time lifeguard. So wrangled together a bunch of lifeguards and they, uh, they had never played hockey. In fact, I was the goalie, um, even though I'm the only one who had ever played ice hockey, uh, prior to that. So, um, I naturally said, okay, well, I'll go goalie. You guys just go out there and try to score. Um, it was it was pretty funny to watch. Uh, there were some characters. There was a, a huge following for the Blazers. We, ha- we had a, a Blazer Nation fan club. Oh. Um, player profiles would get released uh, uh, weekly. Um, wow. And we'd have to write, you know, respond to our fans. We actually had to, you know, write responses to the fans. So, it, w- it was a good
1: one. Now, does it make you, or does it disappoint you, or make you sad at all where the Blazers franchise has come since then, under the reign of Sean Spruill because we've seen that you know names like Blazer scum get thrown around a little bit maybe too much these days what do you think of the franchise now have have has your return to the Blazers you know helped clean up that image do you think
2: no, not at all. <laughs> I, I think the Blazers needed to evolve from that original image. Um, I think Sproul it does a great job as a Blazer captain. I think if you ask people who've pl- been on the Blazers, I believe Bernie's been on the Blazers before. Um, when you're a Blazer, you feel like you're a Blazer and you're part of that brotherhood. So, um, no, it needed to evolve. I'm glad it's not the old Blazers.
3: Um, Bernie, back to you quickly.
0: I know We know you've been in the league uh, since its inception, but you came on as a spare at first, that's right?
3: yeah that's correct. Uh, I try when I first came in, uh, Mark and asked me to play some uh, ball hockey at, um, at John Abbott, where they used to play at uh, the hard court. and uh, I think we played uh, s- uh, with ways. so we had three games going on at once. <laughs> wow and uh, yeah, and it was just ongoing and, uh, and yeah, and that's where the route started. and then I took a huge break. and then when I came back, the BBHL was at um, West Island Tennis Club. And, uh, and there too I wanted to come in as a goalie but it was packed uh, some great goalies back then uh, and um, and yeah and so I played D and uh, teams bared with me for a bit I D I was not the greatest uh, I can't run very well and uh, but uh, yeah and when I got the call to go Nets I jumped on it and uh, it was a rough beginning uh, the years uh, do add on uh, some tax on your body and you have to get back into it and uh, the competitiveness of this league kind of helped me a lot with my uh, my own physical health and uh, yeah and uh, cool.
0: Bernie, based on the all-time stats that I don't really care to look
3: up, you're the only goalie
0: in BBHL history to go to the finals two years in a row with two different teams. What's it like to potentially hold such a prestigious honor?
3: Yeah, well it's uh I almost don't believe it because uh, <laughs> uh, those first two years uh being uh drafted uh low uh merited i didn't i'm not the, the greatest uh athletic type uh but um yeah uh it's just uh, an awe you know like that's what kind of motivated me also uh, being part of that first punishers team uh we gelled tremendously i think we lost like two games all year yep. uh, we had five shutouts uh, we had uh, awesome parties uh, and it got me uh the juices flowing and then the second year with uh, the ducks another bunch of good guys uh, we're gelling as well. Uh, we had some uh, good parties here at the dome, and uh, went to the finals. Unlucky uh, to lose to a, a good Churcher's team in overtime. And uh, this
1: year, looking to repeat. So, uh, cool. Yeah. I, I sure hope so for my case, anyways. <laughs> so, going back to that that Punisher's team that we both played on together, there's just there was a point in that season where you claimed. To have never gotten a shutout in your life, ball hockey or ice hockey.
0: I Can't believe you guys believe that.
1: And most of us were pretty gullible at that point. I think Jason Stalker was just in awe that you hadn't gotten a shutout. But anyways, you agreed that if we got five shutouts during the regular season, we would go to a rocket game. How did that? How, how did you? How did you think that up? How did you motivate us like that? What, what went through your head in in that in that uh, Right. So regard. basically, being
3: an owner of a cleaning company, Belvedere Maintenance, uh, I kind of give my employees uh, some incentives and stuff like that during the year too. Right? That if they uh, no complaints, uh, get good reviews. Uh, I, I help, like you know, I'll do something for them. And so I brought that into the BBHL. I said, listen, let's get these guys motivated. I know a lot of you guys, this is a fun league, uh, a downtime, you know. So, and for me, this is like my uh, NHL. You know, like I love this stuff. You know, it's. Uh, and so I said let's put some incentive in this you know so I said your choice impact game a rocket game five shoutouts, outs and uh, we'll have a good party and uh, that first year was, I didn't think it was going to happen I said five shoutouts; outs so these guys no chance especially with me and It
0: didn't it happen in like
3: 10 games or something no no it happened like I think almost a, uh, uh, I think the second last game of the regular
1: okay. season was second
3: spread. last game something like, and it wasn't even me it was uh, Jamie and a call it's true it. uh, <laughs> and I was, I was like I'm not going that. <laughs> And, uh, and Jamie got in. Uh, anyway, we had an amazing time. That was a fun, fun party. Yeah. It was fun. So seeing
0: as we have, um, this is going to be the goalie episodes because we have the two longest tenured goalies in the league, I think. Anyways, correct me if I'm wrong on that. Um, I guess Mirachev might be in the mix there. I don't know. But anyways, forget him. Um, I want to talk quickly about a quick profile of each goalie in the league, all seven guys. So we'll go uh, in no particular order, start to finish. Let's start off with Mike Lip of PCU. So he's been in the league for I don't know how many years. I played with him a couple years ago. Um, what do you guys think of uh, of his style, of how he's doing this year?
3: Um, yeah. Bernie, do you want to start things off? Yeah, sure. Uh, Mike Lip, uh, I don't know the guy personally, but I like to see him on the field. He loves the game, obviously. Uh, he's here almost every week. Uh, Drew doesn't draft him for no reason. He must be a good guy to have. Uh, obviously, style is not that pretty. But uh, he stops the ball. Like, what can he say? That's all. That's what it matters. You know, like uh, he's not uh, as elegant as a Verretis or uh, a Brad Johns, but a uh, guy stops the ball. And the come playoff time, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's he, he steps it up. You know, he, he makes the first save. He makes the first save very consistently. Listen. He, he, yes, exactly. And even the, those desperate saves, he's that kind of like Hasik style. You don't know what to expect. I know a lot of shooters. When they come down on you, they're like uh, robots almost. They know they do the same moves and they they look for that same opening. Lip's not going to give you that same look every time, you know. So,
2: yeah. I I'd say uh, I I don't know Lip personally all that well either but uh, someone who's played in the league a long long time and when he won the championship um, a couple years ago I was actually ecstatic for the guy it was it's nice to see another goalie win a championship when you see that they're they're putting their effort in and he played a great playoff series Um, style wise I'd say um, you know not talking about his actual goaltending style but I'd say the, the color of the pads is probably the brightest thing out there and outside of whenever we get a spare his pads just like I look at them and I just I'm distracted, so no wonder you know players might have a hard time scoring on him. So, um, but yeah, must be a good guy. He's uh, he does make the first save all the time, and he is a little unorthodox, which sometimes can help you out, you know. So uh, I think he's more athletic than his uh,
1: than his appearances might uh, put on. So I've been told in the past that the Mike Lip, the thing with Lip is that if you deke twice, he's still going to be there because he didn't move for the first deke. Anyways, that's all I'm going to add. Classic Um, old-school goalie move. Lip, Lip, you know what? He makes the first save. He's very big in the net. He plays confidently. uh, Doesn't sit back in the crease. And you know what? Proof's in the pudding. I mean, PCU won with him, uh, what, three years ago? And they've been pretty good ever since. Okay, moving on. Um, Next one we'll do is uh, Brad Johns. Brad Johns, yeah. Um, I'm going to let you guys tackle this one first. Uh, I'm not the
0: expert here.
3: Bernie, you want to start things off Sure, Brad Johns. Uh just look him up online uh mbhl top of the goalie list everywhere you go look uh for me he's probably got the greatest potential of all the goalies in the league he's got a very athletic style very flexible he's tall uh, lanky everything you look for in a goalie uh just maybe his temperament gets him off his game sometime but uh definitely i think one of the if not the best goalie in the league
2: yeah I'm, I'm, i'd agree with you there i think from a you know a goalie a characteristic he's he's built like a goalie you know he's tall slim but then puts on the pads and looks big um has a has a, one thing i i'd say that he he's a showman in the nets as well so he's always looking to make the glove save um which which he does probably 98 percent of the time anyways so uh, good on him because if i were to do that uh, uh, you know my stats would be uh, they'd probably be the same, actually. <laughs> Never mind. But, um, but uh, he's he's fantastic. Uh, he, he is ex- incredibly athletic. Uh, I played with him um, with him on a team when he was a defenseman, actually. And um, w- what I love about him is he's he's a true. Uh, you know, he's part of the goalie brotherhood, and you know he, he's happy for people, and uh, you know he's reaching out, saying hi, and how you doing, and that kind of stuff. So no, he's he's a he's a fantastic goalie. I'd agree with Bernie. I think he's probably one of the top, and maybe doesn't always play to the top of what he's capable of.
3: Can I just step in one second? Uh, Did you eat your salad before your meal?
1: Yeah, I did. It was a poor choice, because these are going to be cold now. Fish tacos at the dome, great choice all the time.
0: Hashtag (laughs) Um, Brad, for me, in in Nets, I feel like he has, like when you, I think both of you kind of said, when he's on his game, his potential, he can be the best in the league. But there's too many times that you see where he's an average goaltender. That shouldn't be the case for a guy who's kind of a first-round pick uh, value. The real questions for me with Brad kind of surround his leadership abilities. It's two seasons now with the Blades of Steel, and last season, obviously a losing record. And now this year, it's the same thing again. And, you know, I don't want to fault Brad. I don't want to say it's all his fault, but a lot of it is his fault in this case. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look, the, the proof is there. It's, 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 it's just unfortunate. I kind of feel for the guy, because he's such a good goalie, and he's such a good competitor, but Things obviously aren't falling his way, and uh, he's got to figure things out quickly.
1: Yeah, I'll just add that uh, a little bit of piggybacking on what Hanfield said. Um, definitely one of the most polarizing, if not the most polarizing player in the league. Just don't ask Chris Ratchef that. Um, when he's hot, he's hot, and when he's cold, oh boy, he is ice cold.
3: Why not ask Chris Ratchev that? What happened?
1: Apparently, Chris Ratcheff doesn't understand that, what the word polarizing means. I, I, I made the mistake of asking him who the most polarizing player in the league
0: is in the first episode of our podcast, and he replied with John Vredis, who's probably the most stable, consistent <laughs> guy in the league. So uh, that's, that's fine. Moving We're right on. We're not all English majors <laughs> no. here.
3: Um, Matt Griffs. Bernie? Right. Matt Griffs uh, also uh, seems to be a very good guy. Also, uh, I believe, a BBHL sponsor. Uh, they're doing the All Star game, I believe. Him in uh, Viglas Ooh, you're spoiling the surprise. Yeah. yeah oh, go ahead. And, uh, yeah, no, uh, I know. Last year is. they did it. So, and, yeah,
0: sure. Go ahead.
3: And uh, yeah, uh, also uh, one of those goalies. I think he plays for the Band Aids as well in uh, NBHL, another uh, uh, top team. And uh, yeah, he's uh, one of those guys back there who's uh, a rock. You can you can stop the ball? Uh, like all of us, uh, obviously, uh, sometimes it doesn't go his way as well. Uh, but uh, I think one of the probably most uh, steady goalies in the league. You know what you're going to get from him every day.
2: Yeah, I, I'd say I don't. I don't really. I've not witnessed a lot of Griff's games. I think he's missed a lot of games this year too. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, I think that's tough when you're a goalie. You know, one of the things your team relies on is that you're going to be there. Maybe my team doesn't, but, uh, you know, we got Collister who can back me up, which is nice. Um, but Griff's, uh, he's a solid goalie. I think he's uh, someone who sleeps a little bit during the game as well, and, th- and then that's how sometimes teams can come back against him. But all in all, he, he's hes a good goalie, uh, but every once in a while he lets his guard down, and it's, uh, you know, you can shoot one from outside the blue just nice and low, and, and maybe he's not totally ready for it, so... Um, but but no, he's one of the top in the league for sure, and a, and a sponsor, you got to give them credit as well. Yeah, Mark, that, that's really really well said. I, I kind of agree with everything you said there. Um, when he's on
0: and he's focused, he's as good as virtually any goal in the league. But then there's obviously times like Isaac. You're going to allude to this in a second. Who is on your team? Yeah. But he does kind of. Um, there are obviously goals that he wants back, and you're like, yeah, he should have had that. But you know, you, you know what you're getting, and you know that more often than not he's going to be consistent he's going to be solid in nets there's always going to be a
3: few like like virtually any goalie out there though that are going to that are going to come that he's going to want back though he's kind of like one of the goalies that you can scout before a game and know how he's going to play uh I it's the way his feet move like I just look at goalie's feet and he's one of the goalies where you if you see him in warm ups his feet moving a lot he's going to have a good game where if he's more stationary you could tell he's going to have like a a social game
1: i'm actually going to draw a parallel to to Brad on this one i, I think everything with griffs is between the ears if he, if he believes in himself and he believes in his ability on a game-to-game basis he is like you guys said one of the best goalies in the league i think he can get in his own head and maybe lose focus uh shatter his stick on crossbars uh, but when he's on, he's on. But um, that's good. No, I find passion is good. It me? is. And the one weird thing about Griff's that I, I haven't actually experienced before, he doesn't want you to block shots. Huh? So if well, I'm in the way, no, he tells me, get out of the I way. I that's pretty that common, opinion. I is would say, it? as a okay. goalie. Okay. Um, I, just no one, because no the no way one has the been as moves, vocal yeah. about it, about not blocking shots yeah. as Griff has. Just because he doesn't know. want the potential deflection? Is that the reasoning? For a
3: goalie, it's a lot reading off the blade. And if you don't see it come off the blade... It's all reaction,
0: especially in ball hockey, I guess too, right? Just because of the potential
3: curves and it, stuff. All. It, like I say, uh, the hardest stop, to shot, to save, is uh, when a guy doesn't even know where he's shooting, because uh, we re- read the blade. If the blade is open, you know he's going to shoot a certain way. You know, and it's a lot of things. Like even on a breakaway, if a guy's coming in and his blade is straight, you know he's not shooting. You know, like he's going to be deking. So we read a lot to do with the blades, and if we can't see it, it's going to be a lot of positioning and reactioner. Yeah, and the, the other thing I'd say as a goalie is
2: the point shot goalie should be stopping anyways. And if there's another body that's in the way, in the lane, then you're just not seeing it as clear. So picking it up later on and, and
3: what kind of movement the ball's going to have, uh, yeah, I don't think he's uh, unique in that okay. sense. <laughs> right, like cool. even like the shots from the point, like if you're tracking it coming in and there's a guy in between that tracking, you lose the tracking, it's tough, yeah. yeah.
0: Interesting. That's cool. I didn't know that. That was so prevalent. Um, Chris Ratchef. Talk about him, champion right. from last year, Bring which
3: is—I uh, would thought it was like a, a crazy stat. It, well, that was his first championship last year.
0: I think it was. Yeah, I think
1: uh, so too. Uh, I, I might not know. It's only a fourth year. Definitely but. first with the Churchers. Major is is nodding. Yes, it was his first championship. Yeah, which I think is, it, was it was pretty, pretty surprising. It, yeah. Which, uh,
3: well, yeah, it was surprising because he's a fantastic goalie. Always like I remember when I first started at the in the West Island tennis court, he had a different set of pads, and uh, I. I'd, I think a style change with this, has evolved over the years, and uh, I kind of tell them every time I, I get a chance uh, that it, it's accredited to me, because uh, <laughs> the, f- the, the first uh, two years here, I believe I sponsored the Vezina Trophy, where I gave a $100 gift certificate to uh, the best goalie in the league uh, at Sport Experts, another, uh, was our sponsor? Are they still our sponsor? Uh, yes. Sports yes, yes, Russo. Sports Russo. Russo. Sports Russo. And uh, and so he, he, he won the Vesna that, that one of the first years. And uh, he took that $100 and bought himself a new pair of pads. And his style changed dramatically and elevated his game also. Cool. And, uh, yeah, so another thing that I noticed about him last year in the finals was uh, how he, he, how do you say that, um, gets into the game. And I, I saw him at the first time, like, he was really uh, trying to... Uh, how do you say that focus in the game like I've, I was warming up and what I like to do in the playoffs sometimes is walk to the blue line and stare down the other goalie and he just went in the corner and started staring in the corner and the window like not looking at anything for like a good five minutes and I'm like well that's pointless I'm going to go back in the net <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah so it just showed how he really took it serious and I, I found he played fantastic in the finals too and I don't think that Chargers team would have been where they were without him
2: yeah, he's a really intense guy that's
3: absolutely unquestionable mark
2: yeah ratchev's uh, definitely a top goalie um it, it's, it's almost annoying watching as you pepper him with more shots he gets more and more in the zone um you think that you're you're gonna move him side to side and uh and get him off the game a little bit but um he he is in the zone when the when the, the shots start climbing up the uh, the count meter there and uh um, on the on the like the reverse side of that is if it's a you know maybe he's not into the game as much that might be your opportunity to, to squeak one by him but yeah he's definitely uh, in my mind top two goalie in the league for sure.
3: Cool. Uh-huh. I have a question. Do you guys feed noise? Because there's nobody here, and all I hear hear a lot of people. I've you? been tap dancing the whole time. That's no. True. I think like, I hear like a lot of people like in the background. No, you don't hear that. Yeah, yeah. a little um, bit. Uh, there's yeah. no. Like, Anyway, okay.
1: it's it's, it's, the, it's for the ambiance of the oh, episode. Oh, nice. Yeah, sounds
0: good. Yeah, cool. Uh, so back
1: to Rachev. Yeah. <laughs> Isaac, you want to go? Um, yeah. I mean, I played a whole season last year with Rachev. I um, thing about Rachev, like he's super sound positionally. He'll always be square to the shooter. He'll always be uh, square with his posts. Um, so very, very sound in that regard. I would say the one thing about Ratchev is he, and this might surprise people, he might actually be the biggest complainer in the league after sean sproul and maybe ben godfrey um but ratchet yeah he's just so intense about it he's intense about everything um and he when there's someone in his crease or some someone doing something that uh, he doesn't think they should be doing he'll uh, he'll let Derek know yeah he <laughs> he
0: likes to, to to complain time to time uh make it out of hand every every now and then. Uh, what was I going to say? Wow, he also
3: has a different style than most goalies. He he does more of that, um, I like to call it the crab, the instead crab. of the butterfly, you know? like uh, It's like where you go down on that one leg on the blocker side mm. and you leave the glove because he has a tremendous glove. Right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he has a different style than most uh,
0: goalies out there. I kind of lost my train of thought uh, about Ratcheff, but I've been with
3: him for two. Or? Was it Romeo walking by in his underwear? Is that one?
0: Yeah, that was it. <laughs> I've I've played them two maybe three seasons now and I think the one thing with him is that he's just consistent. You just know what you're going to get 99% of the time. Right. Um, and that's right there. It just puts confidence into a team. There's no way the Ducks are the Ducks are where they are this year without him playing consistently every game. And like Mark said, the more shots he seems to get, which is a
3: reality on his team, he plays better too. Yeah. So the fifth guy excluding Yeah. Oh, I was going to say it? like also with the Ducks is you got a lot of shot blockers. And like I said, True. it's very difficult for a goalie to track sh- shots if they don't block it mm. fortunately the guys that are blocking the shots there uh, Johnny and uh, they just they block a lot they know what they're doing and, they're n- and then nothing gets through basically uh, which I loved last year mm-hmm. uh, but the, yeah the same deal with him is that it's very tough if they don't block it it's gonna be tougher right on so the other goalie besides you
0: two that we're gonna talk about is John Vredis from the Punishers um, there's not really a whole lot to say honestly in a good way um, who wants to start things off Mark you want to go first
2: yeah I don't know John Vredis at all except for the fact that he seems to be the top goalie in the league this year um you know what he stands tall and uh, seems to be a, you know a rock back there for his team so i don't I don't have anything else to say but you know good 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 adding a goalie like that to the league of that caliber i think it's fantastic obviously he was a first round pick for a reason and uh yeah that's all I'd say about him
3: Yeah, well, uh, I had the privilege of uh, winning my first championship in the BVHL against John Varedes, who subbed for Brad Johns. Uh, Brad Johns missed the second game, and uh, they called this guy Varedes. And and I was like, okay, let me do some research on this Varedes character. I go, because Brad's a pretty good goalie, so they kind of had carte blanche on who to get. And it turns out he played with All Blacks, which is a premier league in uh, Laval. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's the Greek national team goalie. Uh, so he's got some international experience. He's Actually, if you go on YouTube, uh, you can see many uh, of his games. He's, yeah, uh, he's you, d- you do a lot of research. I him do a line. lot of I research. Didn't of <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was any other
2: ball hockey league outside of the
3: BBHL. <laughs> <laughs> <I didn't know. laughs> Nothing credible. Maybe I haven't
2: been sure. invited. I don't know.
3: <laughs> and uh, so uh, actually, he's uh, very sound goalie. Apparently, uh, never played ice hockey, which is a pretty fun fact <laughs> about uh, all the goalies in the BBHL. A lot of goalies <clears throat> didn't play ice. I was going to ask that. Are you the only one? I think uh Kyle, sir, uh, no, he was uh, a, defense a, defenseman, a defenseman. but, uh, but he has play. played ice yeah.
2: goalie. Yeah. But you're the only one who was a natural ice goalie.
0: Yeah. Well, isn't that insane? That's insane,
3: yeah.
2: And then we probably have like five or six
3: runners that are ice hockey goalies between Stalker, Stalker and Logan and whoever yeah. else. So then the Veritas part is what I re- what somebody told me was that uh, he didn't start playing ball hockey until late, and he learned all on YouTube. Oh. Like he basically looked to to at how to play goals. It's <laughs> I see Mark is looking it up right <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have told him that. Mark's going to be a stellar goalie. He's shutting down with everybody every game. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so um, I initially said there's no way this guy should be allowed to play, uh, even though it, uh, he's replacing one of the better goalies in the league. Yeah. And uh, true to his form, uh, we, I think we, we squeaked one out. And uh, last minute, uh, Ryan Petulli buried one top shelf. Uh, and uh was made that championship even more sweet uh, to be but he 's a very positional goalie uh, again, uh, gotta get his feet moving because he's basically gonna he's a blocker he's mm-hmm. uh and he's got some good reflexes and uh, yeah he's got a good butterfly, good spread and uh, yeah that's what uh his success is all about the The
0: one thing about Redis I think that you guys both said too he 's just so positionally sound he 's always in the right place. The one thing he has going against him is that he's the goalie in the BHL that I've probably scored on the most the past two years. Oh. So that's, that's a red flag right there.
3: I don't think a red flag. I think you're underrated offensively. Okay, you're very okay. good defensively, and you should shoot more. Definitely. Thank you. Uh, this no, this I'd say isn't. that's
0: a
2: red flag. I'm, I'm,
3: I would
0: never <laughs> let you score against me. And I don't think I have yet. So. And I was
3: surprised to hear that he's uh, 41 also. Like, yeah, he's, 41? He looks super young.
1: Actually. Yeah, he does. Okay. Um, I mean, we've said it on the show many times before. Redis amazing season amazing goalie I, i'm not gonna harp on it anymore that's that's facts you guys have uh, you guys have done a good job on him it's just facts yeah
0: and uh, the final two of course not the the least two. that's a bad uh, you know what i mean um <laughs> yeah we're so least. we're gonna <laughs> we'll talk about bernie first uh mark can you start on bernie please
2: yeah i think bernie uh is certainly well you guys mentioned it off the hop but he's he's first of all a great teammate um i've known bernie a long long time so it doesn't doesn't matter what sport bernie's a good teammate um he's a fantastic goalie he's probably the most credited accredited goalie in the league uh for that matter because of his ice ice hockey uh, career um and i think he's gotten better in the past few years i think he's he's into it you know he said this is his stanley cup kind of this is his nhl and i agree with that comment it's fun to come out and play as a goalie you look forward to every week but um bernie is you know he's a he's a big guy first of all he's a big guy he covers a lot of the net you got to get him moving side to side if you want to try to beat him um you can maybe sneak a couple low every once in a while because he's so big that he stands tall but other than that you know bernie's a guy that you would want on your team to be to be you know stopping stopping balls and uh making sure that uh, you have an opportunity to go to the championship because he's proven that two years in a row. Yeah, I think that um,
0: on the Kingsman there, I know you didn't have the start you
3: wanted. and I think that you kind of tried to make a stylistic change, right? Right. I, I, I bought these new pads, and I, I attached these uh, sliders. Apparently, ball hockey goalies have sliders on their pads. Another millennials, research millennials, I did. man. And uh, so I tried to uh, mimic what I've seen uh, like these pad slides, these butterfly slides that the goalies are doing nowadays with uh, pushing off one leg and sliding and uh, so I tried to mimic that and uh, it got me off my game because uh, I've been in positions where I've not been used to before and so I just went back to my roots and no sliders cool. Right on, you know, you've been great
0: honestly since then you've been awesome for, the, for our team so I mean I'm not going to, I don't know how much Isaac and I are going to contribute on this front but uh, so far so good, you're stopping every, 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 every first
1: shot there is and then you're getting the rebounds too uh, Isaac? Ber- Bernie, can you, can you pass me that notepad that you've fed Major for that, for what Major <laughs> said about you? <laughs> oh, okay. No, never mind. Um, yeah, Bernie, I mean, I've said it before, great teammate. Uh, you're huge in the net, hard to beat off the first shot. Um, and I guess, yeah, Mark Mark touched on it a little bit, like side to side, maybe low is where we have to beat you. But uh, you've done a good job limiting uh, the goals over the last couple of years.
3: Yeah, for me, it uh, just personally on my point. Like I said, the BBHL kind of saved me health-wise. Uh, when I first uh, got back into the ball hockey and playing in nets, uh, I had taken about five years off, and when I got back, I noticed that I was stiff. My my hips had had been like seized, my back, and I, and this kind of pushed me to go into get start seeing osteo shout out to uh, osteopath uh, Emilio Coletta I, mean, I recommend anybody to him <laughs> he's done wonders with me what can I say you know like I hope he's, p- I hope he's I've paying I've for that <laughs> I've noticed your I've hips are a lot looser yeah, actually yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, sure Yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I feel better anyway and uh, it's 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 kind of tough when you see yourself um, uh, seeing the ball and like I don't find like being goalie I'm not afraid of the ball so I, you see the ball coming and you can, you feel like you can react to it but your body won't allow it and uh, so I find that the bbh helped me in that way to push myself and to to start feeling the the way i used to feel that's great um major
0: on you i feel like for me personally i haven't it sounds weird because you've been in the league forever and i've been in for four years now but i feel like i haven't really seen you that much two years ago the
2: first game of the year one of my teammates slid into you and hurt you and you missed i don't know how many games um, yeah, I played uh, only two games that year. I think the first game of that year was a 9 nothing defeat, <laughs> which really <laughs> had me excited for the season. And then the next game I was p- putting up a shutout until uh, Pellucci, uh, Johnny that is, um, not his fault uh, no no blame to him but uh, but my kids do hate him um, <laughs> straight up they actually say the little guy from the black team that's what they said the little guy from the black team broke my dad's hand that's what they say <laughs> and they tell their daycare and kindergarten teachers that and um, so uh, they ask me if I have if, if I'm okay every day but uh, yeah so I missed the whole se- well I missed pretty much the whole season came back in uh, I think it was late January and um, my hand is still actually not 100% in the sense that you know it, it swells up every day or whatever but um yeah you the last four years have been odd for me um uh, you know I, I actually uh, considered writing a, a petition note to all the captains before this season started saying that I'm gonna kick butt and you better draft me high <laughs> when, and I didn't do it and and thank god I didn't do it because I guess I would have been laughed at since I was <laughs> the last pick overall next <laughs> round <that's wrapped. laughs>
3: <laughs> well, it's kind of changed. Like, we all send videos of ourselves now in the off-season. Yeah, I know training. my
2: agent has dropped the ball on that. Uh, I'll have to get Good on it. New agent. <laughs> well, Bernie, I guess that you're probably um,
3: best suited
0: to talk about Mark. You've seen him far more than Isaac or I have, I think, anyways.
3: Yeah. Well, Mark, uh, first of all, Mark. me and Mark have been friends for a long time. We used to be uh, golfing buddies. We were members of league for so long. And uh, for me, Mark is uh, pretty much a specimen of a person, a human. Uh, he's uh, he keeps himself in good shape. Uh, I don't know how he does it with all those kids running around, uh, but he does it. And uh, for me, he's one of the better uh, goalies out here. That's uh, how do you say that? Physical wise, uh, flexibility. Uh, the only thing I would say that's bad with him is uh, is also his, uh, his temperament. Uh, if you get a few quick ones by him, that's I tell my team. Get a few quick ones by him, uh, and then they'll come uh, very often. You know, he's kind of like uh, and uh, good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, and uh, as the opposite as me, like he said, you shoot low on me. I would say if you go mark, he's gonna go down, and you're gonna sh- you have a lot of uh, space up top.
2: I don't have average games. I have like kick ass <laughs> games or I have blowed games.
1: Consistently, not consistent. Exactly. Bam. Exactly. Isaac, going out anything on this front? Or are you good to move Honestly, on? Honestly, I'm kind of in in your boat, Hanfield. I I actually haven't seen major play that much. Uh, missing that full season and then not playing last year. Um, I've only been in the league. This is my fourth year, so really haven't seen much um, so I really don't have anything to add after well
3: the, the, the other thing about Mark I, would, uh, I haven't spoken to him uh, that often this year also uh, is, uh, he had a knee surgery or something like this right uh, not long ago and how's that coming around
2: yeah no so I was that's why I missed last season was uh, okay. was expected to have knee surgery until the surgeon told me um, that it would be the worst idea. So kind of like a Connor McDavid rehab, um, right. you know. And, and the Same doctor, the athlete. doctor said I was exactly like Connor McDavid, exactly. Um, but no, that I just had to strengthen the leg, and uh, apparently I have knees of a seventy-five-year-old. Um, that's what he told me. So, you know, I think I'm doing pretty good. I mean, for those of you who don't, you know, don't know who I am as a goalie, um, you know, I definitely was probably one of the weaker goalies early on in the BBHL days. And uh, actually became probably more of a, a middle of the pack one. You know, um, I do like to toot my own horn a little bit. I do have M- a championship. I was the playoff MVP, letting That's in, right. letting in four goals. I- uh, sorry, three goals in four playoff games, wow. two semifinals and the two finals, I only let in three goals during that. Two back-to-back shutouts in the semifinals to move our way to the championships. Not a big deal. No, not no. a big deal.
3: Kind not and deal. humble. Yeah, That was man. at the West Island... Uh, at the
2: West Island Tennis Club. Club. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. we had a good team back then.
3: And you but. can't say you were the worst going to BHL. There was a Louis guy named Louis Pap. <laughs> <was the>
2: <laughs> I know. Damn, why did he retire?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along.
2: Banger and Hands
0: wanted to interrupt the podcast to bring you guys a quick message. The Montreal A's are a MB- an NBHL team made up entirely of BBHL players. We won the Nationals this past summer that were here in Montreal, and we automatically earned a berth from that win to go and play in Saskatoon. this upcoming July. We need to fundraise to actually be able to go to the event, and our first event is a Texas Hold'em Poker Tournament that's going to take place on March 14th at 6.45 p.m. at the Kirkland Arena. There's going to be various cash prizes for winners. It's going to be raffles. There'll be a 50-50. Tons of beer, food, mixed drinks, shots, all for sale as well. And this is all for a $70 ticket. You each have teammates um, on your teams right now that are going to be on that team going to Saskatoon. On the Churchers, you have Alamay, Jason Quinn, Brandon Runnings. and PCU, True Pellucci, Nick Mags, Gab On the Ducks, Ben Godfrey, Johnny Pellucci, Chris Ratcheff, On the Blazers, Matt Yano. John Papa, Jamie Collister, on the Blades of Steel, Adam Diannette, TJ Ward, and Pat Mollette. On the Punishers, Ryan Petulli, and on the Kingsman, Ryan LeMay, Ryan Gore, Chris Delia, and myself. If you want to purchase a ticket, you can go see any of these guys. Again, each ticket costs $70. The tournament is March 14th at 6.45 p.m. If you are also interested alternatively in sponsoring the event, please reach out to me and we can figure something out as well. We have a couple options for any potential sponsors. Nice guys. Banger and hands. So um, thanks for those. That went a lot longer than I thought it would, frankly, but that was great. Awesome to talk about all the goalies like that. Um, I want to talk to you you two personally, your own opinions here. We just want to know players in the league that are difficult to stop, um, that have unique skills, guys that do certain things exceptionally well. So we're more talking about
3: fours, but it could also be defensemen too, of course. Um, Bernie, you want to start things off? Uh, For me, the toughest player out there is probably Drew. Uh, the, the speed he comes in at you, uh, the different angles he, he gives you the ball at, uh, it's always different. And uh, he's also crashing the net a lot. Uh, for me, he's one of the tougher st- stops out there. Uh, you got your TJs also. Also, c- it's, for me, it's all about. Uh, th- what I find difficult is uh, speed. Uh, when a guy comes at you, speed and it's it's off a stick. It's just as fast. It's very tough to read. Uh, so yeah, I. The stats don't lie on the on the thing. Guys who are up there on the stats is because they're they're tricky, you know. I and mean, you got to be on your game to uh, to stop them. Thanks, Bernie.
2: Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna agree with Drew on that one as well. Um, I, I find that he's he does come in with speed, and it's you think you know what he's going to do, and he he doesn't do the same thing. The other two guys, I'd say, are uh, Ryan Lemay has a huge amount of speed as well, so I think that's the tough one. And then uh, Quinn's always, I think I know Quinn one year, and then all of a sudden he he pulls a new move that he's going to do. So. Um, those would be the top three for me. So, so that's your top three there. Is there one, like let's
0: say, uh, maybe not talking about a superstar, but it can be if you want to, one skill that one guy has that you seem to always have trouble with. Let's say one guy, uh, a pull and drag shot or a certain guy with
3: his hands. Is there any one guy that stands yeah. out for you? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of uh, times uh, there's out there, there's a few players out there that have rockets. And if you're not set, uh, if you're not uh, ready for it, they're gonna beat you uh, every time on that shot. Uh, you got your point guys like uh, Petuli, uh, your uh, Benz, uh, you got your Tebes. Teebs got a rocket, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So you got to you got to be ready for those shots. And if you're not on your game and you're just uh, flat footed, uh, that ball is gonna be by you faster than you can even blink. I, I I'd say there's a guy that he he fools me every
2: time is Mike Brown. His shot, yeah. it, like I don't know what he's doing at the last second. I I think he's in the wrong angle and then it's off the far posting in and and uh you know he's not one of the superstars but but i consider one of his his shot like a, a tough thing to read
3: mm-hmm. he got me uh last year on that and now i know that <laughs> and there's no way he'd beat me again
0: um last one for you guys i want you to name the hardest forward net front presence for you to defend I'm trying to score on you net front presence and the defenseman you like having in front of
3: you the most to protect your net or to protect the d zone in general so net, fre- net uh, presence in front of me. There you got your piazzas. Has always been a ball buster. Uh, he's always in front of you with that, all those stupid shorts that he wears. And <laughs> and, and uh, also, uh, my early days in the BBHL was a bit um, uh, feisty in front of the net. So I think a lot of people don't, maybe uh, that reputation <laughs> is still there. A lot of people don't come near the net uh, that much when I'm around. But, uh, yeah, I, I got suspended, actually, the first year I got back. There was uh I forget the name of the guy, but he was uh standing in front of me, screening me and I, I, I just wanted to tap him in the in the in the in the cup and then realize he wasn't wearing a cup. <laughs> and uh and I was like he dropped and I'm like, Oh my god, this guy's not wearing a cup. And I felt boned, man. I like I was like I nailed him. And uh yeah, I got suspended and that's when I toned I toned it down, you know. So I think maybe that reputation, people don't go in front of the net. Plus I could just stand over people and just look over. So That is true. Yeah.
2: Yeah, in front of the net, uh, it's going to be an odd odd one for me, but I'd say uh, Rory uh, Bertrand. Like, for some reason, that guy just stands in front of the net and he pots pots one on me, and it's, like, so frustrating because he's not spo- supposed to pot goals, and right. uh, Rory does on me <laughs> for some reason, and uh, and he's a great guy too, but, like, when he scores, oh, man, I want to slam my stick. <laughs> and uh defenseman you like having in front of you, defending the net? Yeah, you know, I, I've, I, I'd have i say that I'm getting to know my Blazers team pretty well right now, and there's a few of them on there, like uh, like Steve Finley and uh, Strumas, and Marty Beauchamp probably doesn't get enough credit. He's He is physical in front of the net, and he's a yes, good guy to is. have there. Um, but I think everyone would pick uh, Petuli as a, as a guy that you want to have on your team. He he knows how to clear the puck. He's smooth with it. He's talking to you the whole time as well, and, and he's a good guy. To, and I've had him on my team before too, so... Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, my whole uh, Kingsman lineup uh, defense, <laughs> outstanding, okay, okay. outstanding. <laughs> but like uh, as Mark said, Patuli, uh, like he got me my first shutout ever in my life okay. uh, in uh, BBHL, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and we got five shutouts that year too. So and and that was uh, when I first started. And I know I uh, I'm not the greatest out there, and and so to get those those kind of results is it's coming from somewhere, and uh, Patouli
1: definitely helps a lot. With that. It's great. great, good answers. Yeah. Um, last question. I wanted to ask you guys before we move on to the the other main segment that we have. Um, we see Mark, we see your kids coming to the games, playing playing ball hockey on the turf. Bernie, we see your dad. We sometimes see uh, Paul Toppy. Um, what does family mean to you guys with regards to the BBHL? Like it's clear that your family, that you like your family seeing you here. You like them watching you play. What does that mean to you guys to have your kids come and have your dad come?
2: Yeah, I'll start. Um, I, my kids have been coming since they were like little because um, it was more out of like, okay, how do I give my wife a break and not, you know, be it all my time kind of thing. I, I play in multiple ice hockey leagues as well. So um, it's kind of out of necessity, but they love it. They 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 love it. They love, you know, watching the games. They love playing themselves. Um, and it's cool to see them, um, you know, come here and stuff like that. It's, uh, it's kind of a fun time. Um, you know I hope they one day play in the BBHL you know um, in, in the future I think it's great I, I think just all the people who y- you do get to see the same people coming up and watching the games and uh, I think that sense you know y- you're asking about family but I think the BBHL really is a league where it is kind of a family you know we call ourselves a brotherhood um, you truly see it and the draft has, has really brought that to us you know if you go back to the early days the, without any draft people hated each other on the opposing team and I think the draft era is really brought a new perspective and really that family focus so I think it's fantastic and, and um, you know my kids love it and, and I had to sneak out of the house today so that they didn't know I was coming here so
0: Mark I would love to one day see little majors line up for a face off against Johnny Pellucci <laughs> so they could finally exact their revenge for their yeah, father
2: they better watch out they, they move their sticks and uh, slash their sticks around a lot so Johnny might might want to look they out watch well
3: <laughs> Bernie yeah for me I brought my kids um, once uh, here and they, they said they never wanted to come back so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah so they haven't been back uh, hopefully when they get a bit older, uh, they'll come back. Uh, for my dad, uh, he uh, came to watch one game. Uh, it was uh, during the, the Punishers' runs, and uh, he, he fell in love. Uh, he used to be a professional soccer goalie in Montreal. Uh, had an opportunity to go to Italy, decided to stay. And lucky for me, that's when I was born. And uh, so uh, yeah, so this kind of like brings back those juices of competitiveness. And I told him uh, go. Uh, Sure, you want to come? He goes. Listen, it's good hockey. It's good, good, good competition. You guys, are some good players out there. He goes. I enjoy it. I wouldn't come if I didn't enjoy it. And so that's why he comes all the time. It's. Uh, it kind of g- brings it back to his days of competitiveness and uh, the, all that stuff. And so, yeah, it's, uh, it's done a lot for our family too. You know, it's great. It's great. and my bonding very, very cool. and my bonding with my dad. So yeah, great.
0: Uh oh, that's the stop. Okay, guys, we have some news for the BBHL out here. As you may have received by email on Saturday, the all-star rosters have been released. You have two teams, Team Griffiths and Team Viglas. Eight forwards, five Ds, and two goalies per team. We're going to go through Team Viglas first. Andrew Pellucci, Nick Magna, Matt Valley, Ryan Gore, Eric Spensieri, Johnny Pellucci, Lucas Scullion, and Captain Viglas. On D... Ryan Petulli, Ben Godfrey, Chris Domsody, Chris Delia, Steve Finley, Chris Racheff, and one of our guests, Bernie Bellini. On Team Griffs, Jason Quinn, Matt Tav, TJ Ward, Ryan LeMay, Kyle Armstrong, Adam Guillemet, Matt Petulli, and Mike Brownie, On D, Brandon Runnings, Mike Batty, Adam Strumas, Kevin Flood, Nick Eshak Captain Matt Griffs and John Verretis. Isaac what's your um instant analysis
1: of these lineups now, you, now that you just heard them for the first time so I think that that everyone who was picked with only a few exceptions uh incredibly deserving of this I, I really like to see Lou Scullion get his props Eric Spensieri very underrated players uh Mike Batty was definitely a, a big one there um But I would like to address some snubs. And this one's personal for me. So, what does a guy have to do to Viglis or to Griffs to get an All-Star Knot? And I'm talking about myself, obviously. So here's the thing. I don't have anything against anyone who's on the teams. I don't have anything against uh, any of the picks or... Griffs or Viglas. So I, I will start by that. Um, but it is a little bit concerning and a little bit uh, frustrating to play your heart out, play for winning teams, put up points, and get no credit from these all star captains. Again, I know people are going to say, oh, well, you play with Jason Quinn and Matt Tav. You know what? I don't care because I've put together a very strong case to be on these all-star lineups, and, and I feel like I got a snub. So there's zero respect. Same thing happened last year. Both these guys. You know what? Yeah, the Churchers underlooked the whole season. Underlooked again as well. Now I don't know if it's because Viglis and Griffs, both former Blazer scum, are used to losing. And they just—they don't care about winning this All-Star game. But you, you just passed on a guy who has back-to-back championships, championship wins with two different teams. Now, I look at the, at the lineups, and the one thing that jumped out to me was, oh, Tav is with Griff's. Big surprise, right? Griff's precious Tav. But you know what? I'd like to take some credit for Matt Tav's success playing on the no-back-check line with Jason Quinn and Matt Tav. So that, 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 that's my first qualm. Now, this is just me. I, I do have some concerns with the rest of the lineup. First of all, Brandon Runnings. Is Brandon Runnings even a top-six player on his own team this season? you know that i don't think so and i think that our our guests are in agreement (laughs) brandon runnings who hasn't played a shift on defense this year maybe one maybe one the guy can't run forward how do you expect him to run backwards playing defense so you know what that's the first one is it a celebrity game is it a reputation game or do these guys want to win that that that's my my take on brandon running's selection also picked as defenseman, Chris Domsodi has not played defense this year. Mike Batty has not played defense this year. If I'm them, I'm almost taking this as a backhanded compliment. They've had such good years on forward, both on the first page in scoring, both putting up incredible seasons for their respective teams. And they get picked as defenseman because, oh, well, maybe Viglis and Griffs, you know, didn't want to pass up on any of these very good forwards, these elite forwards. The other thing that kind of irks me is that the best defenseman, arguably the best defenseman on the best team in the league is not selected, and that's Justin Romeo. Now, I know that we don't want to give Romeo any credit for anything, and he's universally hated across the league. But can we give a guy a Props for having a great season when he's having a great season. So, when these rosters were first announced, Hanfield sent me a text, that said, uh, "We didn't make it," and I was like, "I don't know what you are talking about." And then I see the the message from Mike Viglis with the All Star lineups, and i I was irate. Hanfield can attest to that firsthand, and then. He says, oh, well, you know what? Maybe some guys uh, will, will drop out and there will have to be some replacements. <laughs> Griffs and Viglas, don't fucking call me. I'm not playing for either of your teams. I don't take an ounce of sympathy from either of you guys. And lastly, I would like to say for everyone participating in the event... Would you rather play in this celebrity game or rest up your muscles, your minds for the grind of a Grinders Cup run? Because I I, I know I would rather do that than play in this nickel and dime pony show game. And lastly to Matt Griffs, my goalie on the Churchers. I don't know if this was strategic. What went through your head on this? But this is maybe the best decision you've ever made. Because the Churchers, and myself specifically, you've lit a fire. And that fire will not burn out until the Grinders Cup is awarded. That is all I have to say. Banger out. Dude, that was powerful stuff. This was I, Let's Talk bell a the Week this week.
0: Isaac is literally walking away from the mic right now. You hear him. Oh, my God. Um, to our guests, I'm sorry you had to endure that for the last oh, no, six minutes. That was minutes. beautiful. That was beautiful. Um, that was uh, Stephen A. at his finest. There. Um, for those at home who who are keeping track, Isaac has 17 points in 13 games this year. He's eighth in scoring in the league, and um, it hit him pretty hard that uh, he didn't get the invite. So, look. Enough about him. He end of the day, he is irrelevant. So we'll move on to bigger and better I, things. I just got
3: well, Isaac. Are you? Uh Isaac, Isaac, literally God? gone. Oh, I was wondering, did he invest in uh, mutual funds with these guys? Because I think that's the that's the way you get in.
0: And when he comes back, we'll, we'll ask him for ourselves. He literally left. I guess I'm running this thing. All right. Um, okay, uh, let's let's go here. Uh, but so, like
3: that, that, just to point out the the defense. Uh, like, yeah, was didn't play. I think he played like maybe one shift. He's on been the right, right wing all year. Yeah. He, he plays when the, they pull the goalie, I believe. Yeah. And. Um, But uh, I think their their focus on that is that nobody's playing defense in this game anyway. I guess so. so. You're probably
0: right. Um, Well, okay. So I know we said the rosters a a while ago. I hope that you guys uh, remember them. Um, Let's talk about uh, Team Viglas first. What do you guys think of the roster construction of the forwards there?
3: For me, uh, it's a a star lineup uh, from top to bottom. It's all star, isn't it? Yeah, it's... this was a team uh regular season this would be uh, an A team for sure you know like uh, one of the best teams in Quebec I would think uh, besides myself I don't even know why I'm there uh, I, thought, <laughs> I have Enough. no idea it's my second year I know last year but I think Brad Johns could make it uh, but uh, definitely he deserves to be on this list maybe he can't make it Brad Johns was terrible last year he was the radio host right but for me personally he's He's, for me, like I said, he's probably one of, the, if not the best goalie in the league. Bernie, Bernie, yeah.
0: you're having a good season. You don't have to be politically correct. Just say it. Brad's not playing as well as he can be. You're playing better.
3: That's well,
0: if you is. look at the stats, actually, I think we're tied. Your save percentage is better. I checked before. I came on the show just to be sure. <laughs> no, your goals against is better. Anyways, one of them. In any event. Um, so, guys, um, uh, Mark, what would you put as the first line for Team Viglas there? You've got a whole slew of forwards. You've got eight guys to choose from. If you had an ideal first line, what would you put out there?
2: Yeah, I'd prob- probably have to go with uh, some love for Yano uh, uh, from the Blazers. Uh, and probably uh, on his wing, I'd throw Gore. I think Gore's uh, fantastic uh, on the wing, and he's having a great season as well. Um, and then, uh, you know, probably uh, I'd probably throw uh, Spen or Viggy out there. Viggy can play any position. So having someone like Yano and Gore and then Viggy just a smart player, I think that'd be probably my top
3: line. Yeah, Dr- Drew's more of a second-line guy
0: anyways, I agree. Um, Bernie, what
3: do you think? Well, for me, uh, you always have to have your uh, Andrew in the middle. Uh, uh, you, you, Gore's your shooter, uh, and Yano's a shooter. Uh, so you've got to do your lines. You can't have all shooters on, on your line, right? So you've got to have your, your dishers and your playmakers. And, uh, yeah, so pretty much that's my first line. Uh, obviously, you got your Patouli and Godfrey on D. How do you go wrong with that? Uh, but uh, exactly uh, for me, that uh, this is a uh, you could put anybody out there. You could have a volleyball lineup where you just rotate one guy out and put the next guy in, and yeah. it'll be uh, all good.
0: On D, that's probably the strongest D core I think we'll ever see. You got arguably the three best defensemen in the league: Petuli, Godfrey, and Delia, and you got Dom Sodi and Finley, a couple of Blazers
3: filling it out. I've never had uh, Finley on D. I don't know. Mark is. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know
2: fin- Finley's a beast out there, and when when he wants to play, he's top notch. As is, as our um, Adam Sturmis as well on the other side. I mean, Sturmis is is a we're not talking about that team just yet, Team Griff. But um, I'd, I'd put him in as, as a top D as well against Petuli.
0: What's your so What's your top pairing there if you're co- if you're coaching Team Viglas? What's the top pairing you're starting off your game with?
2: If I'm Coach Viglas, yep. Top pairing's
3: probably going to be Petuli and Godfrey. I'd say. Okay. Yeah. Really? You do that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't kind think. of put Dahlia with a Petuli or, a G- or Godfrey because uh, I think Petuli and Godfrey have a better uh, offensive. Yeah, these guys are there guy for fun. Back. I mean, this is, yeah. th- is going to be a
2: joke of a game anyways. I mean. A joke? <laughs> this I'm is I'm a pretty, very serious game. I'm pretty game. sure one I of them is going to turn around and shoot Isaac I mean. should have played it off as he declined the invite like an Ovi. You know? he, he, might have, he might have got some better, uh, better credit out there if he had done that.
0: Um, let's move on to Team Griffs. Uh, the goalies, uh, you guys are going to split anyway, so not much to decide there. You got, uh, well, I mean, the first line is pretty I don't easy. know. I might <laughs> get
3: pulled in my, when I start. Ah, hush, hush. <laughs> team Griffs, what's your
0: what's your starting lineup right there? You got three forwards to choose from. Who do you, who do you want? Where do you want them?
3: Yeah, for me, a very tough one there because you got a lot of uh, centermen I'm looking at. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, oh, well, you could put Quinn on the wing, uh, TJ in the middle and uh tabs i guess uh, but you know like you can interchange anybody again here like you could take yeah. uh, tj out put Lemay. uh it's it's a star started lineup you know I, I i'd see.
2: go with a power line of of quinn Lemay, and Ar- armstrong yeah wow
0: i would go quinn Lemay, and uh brownie on right wing the guy's having too good of a season his curve shot is insane and on D, it's a bit of a, a bit of a mixed bag. You have a couple guys making their first All Star appearances. Um, what would you guys put as your starting D pair? I don't
3: know if we can you even put Brandon Runnings on. He's not really a defenseman anymore. For me, uh, Ishak was solid uh, last year as Ducks, but still, uh, I don't think he belongs on this list. Uh, the other guys, I don't really know too well. Flood, I know uh, from my uh, first year in the back in the league uh, when I was with uh, Step Brothers. Uh, he gave me a few pointers uh, from how to D on a D perspective, so I have some respect for him there. Uh, Batty, I know him as a forward. I don't know him as a D. He's yeah. been playing up front for us, and runnings as well. Uh, he's he's uh, he's got a few. Uh, big points against me the once uh, a nice pass to Quinn in the finals last, last year mm-hmm. and he scored a big goal against us this year too with a couple of seconds left in the game Yeah. Uh, so I have respect for him that way and offensively but as defensively uh, I don't see much in uh, that deep line right there
2: I'd, I'd, uh, I'd have to give the nod to uh, Strumas as the, the top pairing there and then for nostalgic reasons I'd I'd let Brandon go and, and start it. You know, he, he probably is advocating for himself anyways, you know, um, as loudly as Brandon can. Um, but he's probably just saying, you know, like, he deserves to be there. And when he's at home, he's probably repeating that in the mirror as well.
3: So,
0: Isaac just uh, entered the room. He's sitting back down, putting the headphones back. And I think he's cooled off a little bit. Welcome so back, We'll Isaac. see if he wants to contribute. Back into the runnings talk. Um, now, you guys may not know this, there were actually... There was a trade that was accepted and a trade that was rejected. So we're going to talk about these really quickly. There was a trade made. Viglas acquired Drew Pellucci and Ben Godfrey. And Griff's acquired Matt Tav and Brandon Runnings. So right off the bat, this seems to me like Griff's wanted his boy Tav and was willing to
1: give anything to get him. What do you guys his think? precious Matt Tav. <laughs> well, you know what? I think what Griff's wanted to do here was um, he didn't feel like he had enough Uh, Firepower, so he went out and got Tav. Um, But this was really to create the ideal no-back-check line. So Quinn on left, Tav at right, and then either Brandon or TJ in the middle. Um, So he's just trying to help himself out uh, to score goals, I guess. I think
2: Viggy wins on that trade uh, straight up, Um, but I think uh, there was other motivating factors to get his buds on his roster there. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Bernie?
3: Yeah, same. I think Viggy uh, raped them there. And it's so, <laughs> <laughs> it's so pretty bad. Uh, i take that trade any day. Um, yeah, that's what I think.
0: The BBHL podcast does not condone rape in any form.
3: Oh, I apologize for that.
0: There was one rejected trade. Viglas was going to acquire Jason Quinn, Andrew Pellucci, and Commissioner Ishak. Griff is going to acquire... Well, obviously, this happened before they accepted trade. Matt Tav, Matt Yanavalli and Ryan Gore rejected by Viglus. What do you guys think of that
1: one? Yeah, that, that's an easy reject. It's I an mean, easy one. Griffs is just trying to get his boy Tav back, but mm-hmm. he's not—he's uh, not giving up enough. With all due respect to uh, the commissioner Eshak, who we're still waiting on for for uh, sponsorship. So you're saying he's uh, favoring Tav over Quinn?
3: Aren't they both playing on the? He he wanted to have, yeah, he wanted
0: Tav
1: on his team. Anyways, he ended up getting Tav, so that, that trade is, is pretty good. I think it was improved. a good rejection on yeah. Vicky's part. Yeah. You're not
2: going to give up Gore and um, Yano. Yeah, Yano, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, th- those are starting forwards. What, for your what team. I'm questioning is why they make that public. Oh, we
0: weren't. Oh, I'm seeing now writing below. We weren't supposed to actually. Oh shit. Oh fuck me. Well, what's done is done. <laughs> um, well, let's, uh, guys. I think that about wraps things up. Thank you very much for joining us on the episode. We really appreciate it. Um, you guys were awesome guests. I, I actually, I personally learned a lot about goaltending, honestly, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and how guys play, so that was really informative. Can you teach it to me? <laughs> I actually was an old ball gonna, I, back in the day, and there's a reason why I quit, yes, so yes. I will not teach you a thing.
1: Gentlemen, thanks very much. Major, uh, Bernie, incredible uh, guys. I'm just incredible sadly guys, not the, uh, playing episode. the
3: churchers this we- uh, next week because they're going to hear all this uh, That's ranting. True. And That's true. And no, we'll good. see. <laughs>
0: call your bookie it's the bbhl odds makers welcome to bbhl odds makers talking about the week of february 8th here kingsmen are at the blades over under set at five and a half isaac
3: what do you got surprisingly i'm going with the blades and i'm going under bernie yeah, i'm gonna go kingsman and uh we're gonna go uh, under as well i'm going kingsman and
0: under Kingsman over for me. The five o'clock match, Ducks at PCU. Over
1: under set at five and a half. Isaac? I'm taking PCU. The Ducks are in a free fall and uh, I'm going under. I'm going to go Ducks and a big over. Yeah, I'm going to go PCU and a big over as
0: well. Mark, same here. PCU and an over. In our evening game, Punishers at Blazers, the two um, wagons of the league. Over under set at five and a half. Isaac?
1: I'm going under on this one, and I'm taking the Punishers. Um, The Blazers just don't inspire me that much. Uh, Actually, you know what? I'll take the over on that one. What am I saying, the Blazers? Uh, Sorry, Mark. Mark, what do you think?
2: Yeah, no, it's going to be a Blazers win, and
3: it's going to be under we
2: got to get it uh, steadied for the playoffs. We'll see.
1: Bernie? Yeah,
3: I think we need a Blazers win to uh, reel in these Punishers team uh, to make it tight at the top. Uh, so I'm going to go uh, Blazers, and I'm going to go under because uh, Mark's going to review this uh, conversation on the uh, podcast and get some pointers in there and uh, get to shut-up.
0: Punishers under. That was PBHL Oddsmakers. Thanks to our guests, Bernie and Mark, for joining us. Thank Have a great us. week.
2: This was the BBHL Podcast
0: with Banger and Hands. Follow the pod on Twitter and Instagram
1: at BBHL Podcast.
0: Or email the guys at BBHL at
1: gmail.com. Until next week, brotherhood.